Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, beautiful people of the internet, and welcome back to the second episode of my new conversation series, Inside the Life Up. It's a series where I'm looking to have long-form conversations with people in the sport, around the sport, everything in between, and dive deeper than just what their max snatch is or what sanctionals they're attending this year, and really focus on the things that, that make them who they are. Today I had the opportunity to sit down with Cole Sager. Cole and I have gotten in slight contact over the year but haven't really got to know each other too well. So this was a cool opportunity to ask some questions that I've had and, and learn a little bit more about him. We talked on a lot of really cool topics, everything from his faith to his views on building a brand and using his platform, why he's just such a nice, kind, caring human being, and lots more. We dive really deep into a lot of cool things, so I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. So sit back, relax, and without further ado, let's get into an episode of Inside the Life of with Cole Sager. My name is Nate, and I have a creative void that I'm looking to fill. And this is how I plan to do it. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. You see the drippy, I fit it up. I'm in my car in the giddy up. Secure the baggy, I get the bug. You guys might have seen him on our vlog. His name is Nate Edwards. Pick it up. I'm in my car in the giddy up. Secure the baggy, I get the bus. Kept tabs on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch any either. But those movements, man, in the last workout. What is going on in the CrossFit sanctional world right now? Like, what? some people jumping. Like, I just saw the morning chalk up highlight thing, but it was like people jumping with dumbbells, and I was just like, I, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going. I feel like it's just going to be a constant like one upping procedure. Yeah, like, honestly, um, circus acts when it comes to fitness, right? Practice fitness. If you need to increase the weight, do that. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Don't don't turn us into a circus show for crying out loud. I know, man. It's it's just it's one of those things too where it's like, um, the it's not just like adding a new weight that you haven't used or like doing more reps. It's like literally an entire new movement that no one has practiced, which is like yeah. kind of fine when it comes to like real life stuff, like an obstacle course. But it's yeah. like. Like the thing, <laughs> it's like the things you see in CrossFit fail videos, like some of them, yeah. like yeah, exactly. the exactly. flying push-ups and the dumbbell jump onto a thing yeah. between your leg squats. Like that's yeah. just asking to roll an ankle or something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be on the fail compilation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I'm saying. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know? no, that's, that's... Um, there's, you know, there's been very few and far between movements that have been introduced to CrossFit since the start of CrossFit. And I think one of the ones that has stood out recently is the Devil's Press. Yeah. That one's, that's showed up quite a bit in competition lately. And honestly, it is a great movement. Yeah. It's a great training movement. But like, I'm sorry, everyone. Those don't come very often. Leave it at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, leave it alone. Totally. And yeah, like that's just a perfect example because it's a devastating movement. But it's like, really, it's, it's a, it's a, combination of dumbbell movements that have been happening for a while anyways yeah. you know what i mean it's not yeah. like you're introducing something completely new like jumping onto a plank with two dumbbells on your shoulder like that is yeah. like that's never been a thing yeah. you know no, so no, it's no, interesting no, no. but with you 100%. yeah so anyway man i'm gonna we'll, we'll jump right into it the i think i kind of briefly mentioned it to you a little bit but the idea behind this show is to chat with you guys as athletes about things out even though we started on a sanctional outside of things of just the sanctionals you're going to this year what your max lifts are like kind of dive into the life you lead because of the sport but also how you're using the sport to live the life you want to live and 
impact people and stuff like that. So that's that's a thesis, and and we're gonna go down that road. So the first thing I kind of wanted to jump in on is um, just basically your faith. Like that is a very big part, I believe, of who Cole Sager is um, in the public eye, but also I know probably personally to you. Um, and I just kind of wanted to give you an opportunity, to just just kind of chat a little bit about that, about kind of the journey. Like how did it begin? How did you? How did you find God? How did you kind of like start that that path? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in a small town. Um, you know, I've told that story you know, quite a bit on most podcasts and things. Uh, just talking about growing up in a small town and the struggles of that, and um, and and also the glories of that. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love growing up in a small town. Um, but with that, in growing up in a small town, you get a lot of <clears throat> you get a bit of the small town mindset. Right. Where it's it's very cyclical. Like if you if you go into a small town and you'll see generation to generation a lot of the same things, a lot of the same uh, habits and routines and and just mindsets, I guess if you will. Um, you know, and not say that that's necessarily bad because there might there's there's some great mindsets that are in small towns. Like there's some beautiful things and that, that I absolutely love that that have helped shape me because I grew up in in a small town area. But um, I think one of those things that gets overlooked a lot in a small town is when you when you're in a small town and you feel like you're almost stuck there it's it's there's like this there's this weird gravitational pull back to your small town and i saw it a lot with uh, with a lot of friends or older um older students who you know or maybe you know a few grades above me and whatnot they'd go off and they'd they'd play sports and somehow they'd end up back in the valley and there was just like this constant gravitational pull to come back home. Right. And that's, you know, again, like I said, like that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. But um, if you get into this mindset that you're stuck there, that can be poisonous. And that can be something that is really damaging. And, and uh, you know, I when, when talking about my faith and where that, that bloomed from, where that came from, a lot of it, the reason why I bring up the small town mindset is it goes back to my parents more than anything. Um, they weren't necessarily people who pushed religion or pushed faith or pushed anything like that. And, and I think that's one thing that's I think is very important to clarify is there's a difference between religion and having faith. Um, I'm not a very religious person. Like you would not like, and like that's that's something that I really want to like express myself as I grow as a man is like. I'm not about a religious movement, about routine and rituals and things like that. Faith, faith is about having a relationship, and that's really where it boils down for me. And and uh, you know, having the example of my parents was something that was beautiful because there's two two different contrasts with my parents. And uh, you know, we all have our struggles, and we all go through difficult things and times in life. <clears throat> you know, in, in, in my dad's sake, um, his parents went through a divorce when he was nine years old, and um, that's kind of a tough age when you're like that nine, ten years old. Yeah, I was like eleven, I think, when mine happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, like you understand the world enough mm-hmm. that it's like, whoa, what, what the heck, guys? You know, that's tough. That's and and you know, I'm fortunate enough to have my parents still be together, so I can't even, I can't ever speak to that that type of pain, um, other than just seeing it. You know, and friends and with friends and stuff, but um, you know, so seeing my dad go through that, but he was also raised in a more religious movement, more of a this is how you live because you know X Y Z kind of kind of idea. 
And uh, then my mom on the on on the other end of the spectrum <clears throat> was raised into a family of commercial fishermen, and that is that is a rough nosed crowd. Like <laughs> that <laughs> that is a tough group of people. I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, and they're they're just grungy and oh man. So like when you talk about the sailor's mouth, like they all have it. <laughs> you know. So, Can imagine. Yeah, but anyway, so kind of looping that all back in with her growing up in a commercial fishing fam- family she started fishing i think she was like maybe 14 15 years old exposed to that 14 15 years old and i mean it's just like but at the at the same time like nobody knew any different that's the way life was right it, small town cyclical it's just how things work um and so that you know, you know, my mom's my mom's been so generous with us as when we were growing up that she was so willing to tell us these stories at a young age that we were just exposed to the realities of life and you know where things could be and and what she wanted us to actually experience in life and you know to have a better life than she had. Or, um, anyways, where my faith growing up as a child, it was having their example and them being completely honest and forthright with their stories. And then saying, look, we didn't find it by having somebody push it upon us. So they took us to church when you were young. And then um, just, just out of like, th- th- that's what they were doing. So like, yeah, we're going to bring our children to church. But around maybe like 11 years old, 12 years old, they were like, look, if you don't want to go to church, you don't have to. Like, you're old enough to start making your decisions. We're going to respect you with that. You make your decision if you want to, you know, and... Um, right around that age uh, was also it was such a it was so such a beautiful timing um, because right around that same age I started to see a lot of my friends go down some pretty nasty paths and I don't know if it's a small town thing um, I don't know if it's just the day and age that we're growing up in but they were starting to get exposed to things at a pretty young age 11 12 years old that I would expect maybe high schoolers to get exposed to, um, like deep levels of pornography, uh, alcohol, marijuana, like like drugs that like you shouldn't be ex- you shouldn't be exposed to. And I don't know again again like is it a small town thing? I don't know or you know like day and age. So um, for some reason though, in the in in seeing all of that, seeing my friends get into sexually active relationships at such a young age and having these twisted mindsets and things just moved around. It's like, this doesn't feel right. Um, all throughout that, I was just kind of felt like I was kept from, like I was there, I was in the middle, like I was with my friends for the most part. Like I was watching and I could see it firsthand, but I was like held back from partaking. And I, you know, like there was just like, this is resistance. And you know, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but that's one of those things. It's like, I can't explain that. Like, how is like, where in my life, like, that's not human mm-hmm. and get, you know, I, I guess. And then as like, you know, throughout that time, as I was like, again, I was like 12 years old. So 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years, you know, old, all that kind of was just like that kept happening. That kept happening. And my faith was forming, but I didn't really know what was going on. <clears throat> and in high school, uh, I think things really started to solidify uh, in me. And, you know, I always believed, I was always like, I always knew that God was there for the most part, but I didn't really like have that foundational relationship and like really like 
I want to get to know him. It was, he was more like my like like, like that, that magic genie concept, sure. you know. It's yeah. like you know, like a, you know, prosperity gospel. Like, hey, God, like I'm gonna I'm gonna rub my little, yeah. my little uh, I need this right now. You know? Yeah. Like, hey, hey uh, there's a big game this weekend. Yeah. Um, just wanted to pray, let you know that I'm gonna be, you know, I, I can use a really good game. You yeah. know, there's gonna be skeptic, you know. And, um, you know, I was in high school when I started to realize, like, oh wow, like this is about having a relationship and about building myself up also mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. I can live outwardly and serve other people and that that the Christian faith is not about about giving, but it's about giving. Sure. You know? And that was something that when I had that epiphany of of like so much was given for me, why wouldn't I want to live this way? Like that's that's the beauty of it, and that's that's really why like, the Christian faith is something that I just love so much, because it's like, it's like this was given, and I was shown so much grace. Like I'm inspired to live a certain way. Not I want a certain thing in life, so I'm going to live this way. It was like I was already I'm already been given this grace. I've already been given this love and a pretty you know like, so I'm going to live this out, and I'm going to in turn serve the rest of the people in my life and you know develop myself to the best of my my ability like develop my character develop my physical prowess develop all my gifts and my talents so that i can make the world a better place so i can serve people and i can love openly and outwardly and you know and i i'm i'm one of the last people to, to thump you over the head with the bible you know i don't, I don't i'm not a really big fan of that um i think it's important to be equipped so i spend a lot of time in the bible because I think there's again there's a lot of wisdom and there's a lot of instruction in there, but I'm not gonna like man. I, I would rather give you a hug than give you a proverb. Totally, you know what I mean? totally. Like, I and, and it's like people are gonna they're gonna see more of Christ in the way that I live, and they're gonna see me shouting on top of a rooftop about my faith and stuff. Like mm -hmm. it's that's uh, you know that's that's just not me. So um, you know that's, that's yeah that's kind of me in a nutshell, man. That's yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's cool to hear because, you know, to give a little context, like growing up, I was in a, a very, not very, but a fairly religious household. Like my mom's parents were like Baptist, so like pretty strict. And then like my, both my parents were like, go to church every Sunday. I went to Sunday school, da, da, da. And like that whole kind of opposite to you, I guess, being really forced into the routine and stuff like that led me to a point at like 17 or 18 where I started to realize that there was more out there. There's more belief systems. There's, you know, conflicting things. And I was, like I said, I was raised very closed-mindedly, I think, like not having the ability to think for myself. And so I reached this point where I was like, I want to think for myself. And so it's cool hearing how you position it as more of a faith than a religion because it's like more open. Um, to move on that, a lot of CrossFitters, I, not a lot, but like a good amount are pretty faith-based, right? I think yeah. that's kind of fair to say. And... Yeah yourself included will will use their platforms to put that message out why why like why do you choose why do you choose to do that why and like i know the obvious answer is is because it's kind of like part of what the bible would say but like what what really is your i guess like intention what are you hoping to achieve by being so open with your faith on your platform yeah so it's super interesting because um you know i've, I've gotten some interesting questions like that before and it's <clears throat> I guess maybe one of the places I'm at in, in my career and just like as a person and in life is I've had so many people preach to me about building a brand. And it's like, Cole, look, you're an athlete. You need to build your brand. 
you need to self, self yourself up, build a business, all this stuff, all this nonsense, if you will. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> I'm a human being. <laughs> like, like my account is awesome, and I got in the I got in the sport develop platform, and we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But but ultimately, like, I am Cole Sager behind my Instagram account, behind my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and if my faith is truly the relationship that I claim it to be, and it is something that is as vital and important to my existence as as I believe it to be, then it's not so much about sharing a message or you know putting out a specific message as much as just sharing who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and that comes down to the like you know like people telling me to like build a brand and you need to be careful about what you say. When I was like, actually, I'm just going to share who I am. And I'm gonna change the world by living that way. Right. That's if if you don't mind, I want to interject for a sec. That's interesting because do you, are you saying that you get the you should share your faith less because it's gonna hinder your ability to build brand? I said that. Yeah. Really. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I, I can kind of see it on the marketing side because you you might be closing off a small portion of the audience, but like the whole thing about building brand, at least you know, Danny, and I talked about this, and I know we will too when we get to it, but like if you're going to build a brand that's going to last past just your athletic career, it has to be people tying on to you as a person and being open and receptive to what you're putting out and who you are. And if you're building a brand that isn't true to yourself, once that part of you, that's not the whole you, AKA your competition career is over, your brand's going to be a lot less interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it totally is. It totally is. And you know, I think that that comes down to like, like essentially what I was referring to is like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily a brand. I'm a person. Exactly. And, yeah. And, and it's like, I would rather go a mile deep with someone than cast a mile wide net. You know, it's like, sure. that's, I, you know, I want to have a resounding impact on life. Yeah. Not, not this, this cute. I don't want to be an influencer. Yeah. I don't want to influence. I want to impact. Right. No, it's cool you, you know? say that. Cause like, you know, like this, this whole world is like super new to me and like having people that, you know, and it's so small scale on my end, but like it started and like, there's people who I don't know who will reach out to me and say things. And like, the thing I found is like, it's so cool. I was saying this literally to read two days ago, my girlfriend that like the ability to have people who genuinely just want to like have a conversation and get to know you that you don't know and you can connect with and you can create this net. And like, those are the people that are actually interested in you. They're not interested in the sport. The people who are interested in the sport will message you like, hey, what's your max match? Hey, what'd you get on this workout? But like, the people who send you like genuine messages, like, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing. I love the content you're putting out. And then you can actually like dive in and like get, like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? That opportunity is nuts. 100%. And those are my favorite messages, man. It's like, like, when I get those on Instagram, it's like, oh, this is so cool. Or, you know, know, people send me some emails every once in a while uh, from website and it's like, Man, this yeah. is this is why I do this. Yeah. This is not into the sport. Yeah, well, it's, and I mean, it's not. It's definitely not achievable for you because your fan base is so large. But like for me, it's like anytime I get one of those, I'm like, I want to just like hop on a Facetime with them, be like, hey, like let's actually chat. Let's actually get to know. Like this is so cool. Like you seem awesome. Like yeah, totally. totally. You know what I mean? That's actually something that frustrates me. I'm also like. I wish I could talk to all of you all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing is like right now for me, I'm like if anyone's listening to this and actually wants to talk to me, DM me. I don't have I don't have really fans. Like if you actually want to talk to me, if you're one of the twelve, then like I'll talk to you. Like you don't have to. Yeah. Like I don't have a big enough following yet for it to matter. So oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's, I love that. Yeah, it's a weird world. It's funny. Um, you're one of the nicest humans on earth. 
I think. Like I've gotten to know you a little bit over the last year and we've had conversations and like you're definitely one of the nicest people I know. And I think that's a pretty like resounding statement in the CrossFit world. Um, and that's not to butter you up, that's just like genuine. But like, why Why is that? And if the answer is your faith, which it, it might be, what, what aspects of it lead you to literally, like not, like I'm not talking like you're nice and you're trying to push your faith on people. Like you're literally just nuts. Very nice. Why is that? How do I be nice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, it's, I mean, th thank you. I mean, I, I, do, I do appreciate that a lot, you know. And, but, um, you know, I, I think a lot of it does does stem from my, my faith, um, you know, and, and just gaining an understanding that I was, I've, I've been given a lot of, a lot of great gifts, uh, especially in the physical prowess realm. Um, and then, I mean, then you can talk about, all of the other aspects of like, I, you know, I've been told enough in my life that I'm a good looking guy that I understand that I'm a good looking guy. Like, it's not, that's, I don't mean to be arrogant. No, 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 no. I've just been told that enough. It's like, you know, so, and, like, 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 I don't know. Like, it's like, totally. I am so thankful for that. And, mm -hmm. and I think in just, in just developing my relationship and my faith, and it goes back to the grace aspect of things. Um, you know, and, 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 and you don't even have to have faith to understand what I'm talking about. Like, I, you don't need to be a Christian. You don't need to have a religious faith. Like, you don't have anything to understand the, what I'm talking about right now, just being shown grace. Mm -hmm. Because all of us have shown, been shown grace at some point in time where you don't understand why things align the way they do. You don't understand why people treated you the way they treated you. Um, but it felt really good. And it helped you. And it made your life easier in a sense or better in a sense and i guess when i just realized like when you're shown a lot of grace like it's your responsibility to give a lot of grace and in turn like live life with an open spread hand and that's been a resounding message that i've really really attached to in in my my faith walk and you know my walk of faith and seeing that living with an open hand of giving and sacrificing things for the benefit of other people, and there's there's a there's a <clears throat> a quote that that me and my wife talk about on, on a fairly regular basis, just remind each other of. But we want to be people who live our lives um, in in a manner to protect the weakest among us, to to not just look out for ourselves, but understand that we've been given so much, so we should in turn like use that to help people. Um, you know, knowing that that good is going to come. That's, like, if you ever read the Bible, that's all throughout the Bible. People look at the Bible from the standpoint of, like, this negativity and, like, sure. this condemnation side of things. But the whole, it's a it's a gospel of hope. Like, the, the, it's a book of hope. Like, that's the whole thing. And so, like, if you if you spend any time in there, like, all, like, all of a sudden your life starts to just open up to, like, wow, there's a lot of hope in the world. And, again, like, you don't have to be a Christian to understand what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Like there's hope out there. There's good in the world. There's good out there. And, and I just so badly want to be an extension of that. Right. Just want to be a light in the world because I've seen a lot of dark. And that started off when I was when I was talking about like hearing the stories from my mom and then seeing firsthand my friends fall into, you know, some circ life circumstances that I would never wish upon anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like I have seen darkness and I have been kept from it. Yeah. I have been shown light. So yeah. 
you know what? Like, no, I'm going to live my life in a way that only exposes more light. Yeah. Because what was it Martin Luther King? Like, like darkness does not drive out darkness. Only light can do that. You know, hatred does not drive out hateness. Only love can do that. Right? Like, I, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. You know, yeah. so yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it's just when you have a deep, deep conviction of mm-hmm. it. Like it just it makes it real. It yeah. Makes it so real, and and it's not. It's just it's just easier to live out, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting to see because like you know the, a lot of the time the trend with people who who gain these platforms and build this influence and whatever is is they become sort of recluse and they kind of like will hide a lot of themselves and they kind of become short with people and they maybe feel a little holier than now like they have this this advantage over everyone but like. It's very interesting to see because like, yeah, it seems like you just genuinely want to like flip that on his head and use that platform to, to be more of yourself and to put out that message of like love basically, like more than, than anything else. And that's, yeah, no, it's cool to see. And it's, you know, again, it's something I, I kind of resound with as well. Like I love the idea of like potentially, you know, like my brand, you could call it is, is really centered around like helping people like realize that they can do whatever they want in life and and they don't have to follow the classic like high school university nine to five stuck in a job you don't love like the world is full of opportunity you can do whatever you want and like you know we all have these things that we're really passionate about sharing and it's cool to think that that you can you can do that and it's much more positive to use it to do something like that than just to like sell t-shirts you know what i mean or, or whatever it is whatever you're trying to convert them so cool yeah, you know and i understand that there's you know from a you know, financial standpoint, like there's certain ways that you want to live and there's, there's, um, you know, uh, plans and systems that behoove you to put into place before you start doing something and know that if you're living from that space, everything else will come in time. And, you know, that's, I don't know, that's just, so just, just hearing you say that, like, that's, that's kind of one of the things that I just believe. It's like, you know, like I will just, I'll just keep doing what I believe is right and just keep, living it out you know yeah. and, and just trust yeah faith. yeah totally you you tend to kind of shifting a little bit towards the crossfit face because this is where i see it most but like you definitely along with being super nice tend to really have an ability to like kind of dust things off your shoulder and move past the past and you know one of the ways that that was most evident to me was this year at the games I was filming with Rory and we were chatting to you after the sprint event and we were asking you a couple questions about the line that you may or may not have stepped on or whatever it was. And this was moments after the event, like not even like I wouldn't even have expected you to have time to process it, especially with the crazy hunger games that the CrossFit games were this year. Um, And, uh, and, you know, we asked you, we asked you like, how you feel about the line? And it was very much just like, again, not in any kind of like, fake way but just like eh, well you know like that might have happened if it did like you know like I'll, I'll figure it out I'll move past it what happens happens like you were very you were very like open to it and and we talked to a lot of other athletes where similar things happened that did not express the same kind of like well you know it's I made the choice I did this is you know whatever like you were very accepting of what happened like why how does that you know I think I know where it comes from but how how does that how has that impacted you specifically in, in sport and I guess in life too with like, you know, have you ever, do you feel like you've ever been too nice and like too, do you ever, do you ever find yourself like accepting things when you maybe could fight them, but you choose not to out, do you know what I'm kind of getting here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's 
there's there's another thing that I kind of like a mantra that I um, have come to appreciate over the last few years, um, and that's like you know going through sport is like living life and fast forward. And uh, I've been in sports for a very long time now, and if you're willing. If you're willing to look and see the lessons that you're learning uh, year to year, you can see a lot of overlap and things in life and that they mesh together a lot. Like there are principles and things that you're learning that you can you essentially can you apply to your day to day. And being conditioned by sport and, you know, I, I do think that, you know, going back to the to the aspect of just showing a lot of grace over my life. I think having the right mentors in your life is an important thing. It's an important aspect. And when you're young, that's hard to control. You know, that's oftentimes just the, the sports team you get put on or the teachers that you have class with and whatnot. But um, when you find one that's, that feels good, that seems good, like lean into that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would be something that I would tell young kids. Um, you know, and, and then for all of us, on like, as we grow into adults, honestly, kind of the same thing rings true. Like when you find a good mentor that just like you can tell that that person has something good about them, like lean into that, right? And um, you know, so <clears throat> uh, having that mentorship, um, having those life lessons, being able to see what life has taught me over the long term, over all the things that I have experienced from an athletic career. Um, it makes it a little easier to brush off some of those those things that land on you hard, you know. And um, one of the things that that you know, I I always try to remind myself of, um, and we alluded to it earlier, but knowing the reason behind why you are doing what you're doing is really going to be a great guiding light to every circumstance and situation that you get into. So if it's stepping on the line or, um, I don't think that we talked about this at the games, but, um, after the ruck run, I got into a, like a little tussle right at the end. Yeah. That, yeah <laughs> um, the famous picture. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, but like we got into that little tussle and then I was, man, I was beat after that event. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> I was, totally. I was destroyed. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, fell fell down when I crossed the finish line as I was throwing my foot out, rolled on the ground. Um, I had lactic acid up to my eyeballs, so like I wasn't I wasn't thinking straight. Whatever, just stripped my bag off. Like I just needed to get my bag off me. Um, and then as I stripped the bag off, I'm crawling over to the cooler trying to get some water and get in front of the fan. Like pretty simple, just trying to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, in that process, I left my bag over by the finish line. I come to, everything settles, I start to feel better, I stand up, I go to pick up my bag, I go grab one of the bags, there's a pile of them at that point, because a lot of athletes were doing the same thing. There's a pile of them at that point. Pick up the bag, I go over and start walking out to, to check out, because after that event, you had to check in with a CrossFit judge, and they had to check to make sure that you had three sandbags in your bag. And uh, when I went to go check out, um, got stopped for an interview, did the interview, started to walk out, didn't have the same bag. Like somebody else grabbed my bag and I packed up another bag. And the bag that I picked up only had two sandbags in it. And it's kind of like, dang. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not, that's not good. Mm -mm. 
you know, like I remember specifically having three bags in there, like, you know, like, uh oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and at that point, there is nothing that I can do but other than take ownership over the fact that I didn't keep track of my bag, right? And going back to the knowing the reason behind why you're doing what you're doing, having a deep conviction of that, how I responded in that moment could have a lasting impact on the people around me, on the people who see me respond, and it can completely change the trajectory of somebody else's life depending on how I wear struggles, challenges, and triumphs. If I win with grace and lose with grace, it can have an amazing impact. And I actually, I actually just, just this morning, like I just posted something on my Instagram, my Insta story that kind of talked about that. It was a, it was a scripture that I had read this morning on, on the Bible app. And it was like, rejoice, brothers and sisters, on every for every trial and circumstance that you come into, for any trouble that you face, because it is going to build endurance in you. Mm -hmm. And it is, in turn, better for the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you know, I just, I just, I just believe that. And I got in the space to, to be a light, mm -hmm. to be a, a force for good. So if I step on the line and they dock me for that and cut me because of it, like, okay, mm -hmm. nothing I can do about it now, but, but respond in a great way to help shape somebody else's life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting because that conversation is something I'm really fascinated by too, you know, and, and it's hard for us, you and I to talk to because, you know, like we're both white males living in North America, you're good looking, I'm okay looking, you know, like there's, <laughs> where you're really athletic, I'm sort of athletic, like there's, you know what I mean? Like we have some privileges and totally. and so it, it can be hard to talk to and it can be very easy to 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 counter it with other things. But in general, like the thing, the thing I, I really, really try to like relate to myself is like the past is the past and it couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't, you know what I mean? Like anything that happens, the moment it happens, and you and you move past it that's it that is like that is never going to change that that couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't like and once you can kind of like understand what that means and like really kind of like work with that and realize the only thing you can control is your actions in that moment like it's really empowering like it, it kind of sounds like but no i want to fight to make right what was wrong but it's like you can't like there is nothing you can do to change what happened the only thing you can do is act now to better what's going to happen down the road, you know? And, and we see it a lot because a lot of the conversation in society now is around mental health and anxiety and depression. And, and a lot of the time, a lot of those things are rooted in either the way you see yourself, the way you see the world, and mainly the way you see things that have happened to you in the past, specifically in childhood and stuff like that. And, and you know, like you touched on earlier with the divorce when you're, when you're young and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's so easy, like, Again, I'm not trying to make it that I came from any kind of hardship because I've I've lived a very privileged existence. But you know, my parents got divorced when I was young, and that was hard and confusing. But like, sure, dwelling on things like that, whatever that that past thing is, is like you're not letting go of that. It's it's just it's dragging you down. It's like not digesting food that's sitting heavy in your belly. Like it's just it's it's just it's it's gonna do you no good. And your own you're you're making the choice. It, it doesn't might not feel like it. You might feel like you're a victim of the circumstance, but 
the circumstances already happened and it's already passed and it is now your choice how you're going to move forward in life and and the kind of like image you want to put out and the kind of vibe you want to put out and yeah it's 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 interesting to hear because people would not expect people would might have that mentality and be like that's great in life but when you're competing for two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, maybe not. Like maybe that's the time when you can be like, no, like mm, you, you know what I mean? And like, like yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's really cool, and I think people should really, even if because there's gonna be a lot of people realistically that listen to this and that are against the face stuff, and that's fine. You know, there's a lot of people who are, but what people need to realize is like the aside from that, like what you're exuding and the things you're talking about doing in a competition setting with that much on the line, something you train your entire life for and you're still willing to have that like move past it and 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 continue to live my life in a way that's gonna better me and other people, like that's big, you know, that's really big and like I commend you for that because that's not something a lot of people would be able to do, especially in a circumstance like the CrossFit Games, like that is huge and, and pe- what people need to take away from that is if you can do it in that situation, like, when you're in line at Starbucks and your coffee's taking a little bit too long and the new barista is a little bit flustered, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there are decisions you can make. You can show a little bit of grace. Exactly. There, there are decisions you can make. So, no, that's cool, and that's and that's a conversation that that I think needs to be needs to be more prevalent and can help a lot of people because a, a lot of people are struggling with that. I'm sure you get messages all the time. You know, people people confused on on how to move forward in life with things that might have happened. So. Totally, totally. No, and that's that's what that's, that's a big reason why I bring that back. That parallel of uh, going through sports is like living life and fast forward. It's not like the way that I handle that situation. It, you know, like we have to. I especially I like I'm firsthand and the one that learned it. Like I need to be able to take that into my day to day. So the the the, the line at Starbucks. Like I need to learn how to also like. I need to make sure that I am taking that lesson there when I get there, because you know it's like I'm going to face those when it comes into my real life. When um, you know I, I talk to people all the time, but 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 there are a lot of things that uh, disrupt your world. It's like you know what, like people are going to things are going to disrupt the path that you were hoping that your day was going to be. Oh, man, yeah. You know yeah. what, like wear it with grace. Yeah. Like wear it well. And and again, you like people have to realize what that that that's coming from your mouth right now you as the professional crossfit games athlete crossfit is one of the craziest pursuits where you have to have so much of your life dedicated to it and there are so many micro decisions at your level that go into winning and losing and i you know i've gotten to know pretty much everyone at the top now in the crossfit space and everyone has a little bit different ways of approach and there are a lot of people who are so so obsessed with their perfect routine, their perfect sleep, their perfect food, their perfect and like, and all those things are great. Like, shoot for it, but a lot of them I know get shook when that stuff gets slightly yeah. off put. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually that's to me that's a competitive advantage is, is if you can learn how to, you know, and it's like a competitive advantage in life or a competitive advantage on the field. But if yeah. you can learn how to shake those off, because you know what, there's going to be inconveniences. <laughs> Welcome to planet Earth. Yeah. Right? It's like I tell myself that all the time, and that's not that's not me preaching to whoever's listening. That's yeah. me preaching to myself. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I gotta remind myself that every day. Like, dude, you're gonna face inconveniences, yeah. and if yeah. you can learn to just roll with those, take a deep breath, and move forward into the next next best thing that you can do in that moment, mm-hmm. like you are going to operate better day to day and event to event. 
Well, that's that's the thing too. Is like people like even on the athlete side, I'm always confused because I'm like, dude, like you get to the CrossFit Games and 2019 is the perfect example. Like you're stressed the entire time. You're not getting able. You're not. You don't have the ability to warm up because you're finding out what the events are like 20 minutes before you start, and there's like no warm up equipment, and like you have no breaks in between to eat food, and like your world is literally flipped on its head, and like. They're, like you're not gonna be you're not gonna be durable you're not gonna be resilient if you go into that life always sleeping in your complete like this is a bad example but like you know when people have like the they have to they have to turn off their phones three hours before they go to sleep and have the complete blackout curtains like just that that kind of mentality not just in the sleep but like in life where like everything has to be so perfect you know and it's you know I find it also funny too because like seeing people who are trying to get there trying to get to your level and they're emulating the behaviors that they think they see at the top and there's these people who aren't like to be frank like aren't anywhere close to making it to the crossfit games but they're living these lives where they won't do this and they won't go here and they won't eat out and they won't have fun and they you can get hit by a bus tomorrow like is this yeah, really the yeah, life you want to be yeah. living today like yeah. this and it's, it's interesting that you talked about like the emulating what's actually happening at the top right because you know, it's like like they're they're trying to emulate the lifestyle that is being preached, and there's a cute lifestyle that's being preached. Yep. But you know what? It's just a cute concept. It's yep. not reality. Like it's like I'm sorry, but I have family, I have friends, I have a wife, I have responsibilities outside of ha- dialing in the five controllables, right? Like which are important things. Like for sure. Again, strive for that. Because I do. Every single day I strive to dial those in the best I can, knowing that 90% of the time they'll be dialed in and the other 10% they're going to be completely messed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And But it's interesting because like I hear people like, I need to have this lined up in order to make it to the games. I need to have this lined up to clean up my life. I need to have this, 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 this. And I don't know, maybe it's because we've talked about faith so much in this in this conversation, but it's so interesting because like the, the whole picture of the gospel is like this concept of like you don't have to have your life cleaned up. Yeah. Like to like to have a relationship to have faith, like you don't have to have your life cleaned up. And it's something that I've seen that's so interesting in sport as well, is you don't have to have the perfect lifestyle in order to make it. Yeah. When I started doing CrossFit, I started doing CrossFit with a barbell, two forty five pound plates, two twenty five pound plates a set of rings and straps in parks. Yeah. I drove my car to parks. <laughs> I did bar muscle-ups on swing sets because I couldn't afford to go to a gym. Yeah. I was in college. I was, I was broke. Like, mm-hmm. like, I learned how to do double-unders. You know, there's this uh, up on campus at UW. There's this ROTC building, and outside of the ROTC building, they had, like, all these variations of pull-up bars mm-hmm. and some tires. And me and Genesee would go do workouts there, Learned how to do chest of bar pull ups, learned how to do bar muscle ups on those bars. Like, you know, when people were mm-hmm. saying Friday night, like, hey, we're going to go out to the bars, we'd be like, yeah, us too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we were, talking, we were talking about completely different, different bars. bars. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and it's funny, man. Like, you see, like, again, not to rag on anyone specific that might be listening, but like, you see people who are in that world and they're, they're so obsessed with having the latest Nike lifters and they're so obsessed with having the knee sleeves and the wrist wraps. And they, and then you go watch a professional athlete and like, you're a great example because like I don't ever see you wearing gear ever. 
you know what I mean? Like you're so bare bones and like the, the, the people and that the what that does is that transitions to like when you do get reach the top, if you reach the top or anywhere near it, like that is going to benefit you so much more because there, you're not always going to be able to have your perfect scenarios like we just talked about in, in that competition world. And so it's like, it, it's funny to see the things people focus on because they think it's going to give them that advantage or because it's what this person's using. But it's like, hey, listen, man, like that person's probably just being paid to promote that on social. Like whether they actually, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is. And and yeah, it's interesting to see the things people really obsess over. Yeah, no, it's good to hear. It's good. I'm glad you've seen that and, and you know, are willing to talk about it. Yeah, well, and I mean, it's it's part of it's part of what I really love about the 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 this and also the day in life series. Like both both of my main pieces of content right now are very focused around the real life because we see so much of the highlights and we always have. When media was dominated before by HQ, it was very much obviously the stuff that's that's sexy and around the games and even now, like a lot of the content is around that stuff. Whereas like really what I've always been interested in and what I'm most interested in is is like, what is the actual life? Like, like yeah. when every time I go to do an athlete and, and I appreciate it very much, it's very kind and considerate, but I always get messages like you send me where it's like, hey, like what should my day look like? Like, should I do this, should I do this, should I do this? And literally I'm always, the answer's always the same. I'm like, pretend I'm not there. Like yeah. whatever you would do, do it because I want people to see what the real life is. I don't want you to do a. I don't want yeah. you to do a three a day yeah. just because I'm coming. I don't want you to max out your like the amount of times I get there and the athletes are like, oh man, I wish I was maxing maxing on my snatch today. I was like, I don't like. I'm very happy you're not yeah. because like yeah. I really want to see yeah. what's happening and then be able to build conversation around it. Like I went and did Pat's taxes with him for like an hour the day of the video. Like we sat awesome. in his kitchen and he did his taxes for an hour. That's so great. And like, you know, Pat and I are friends so he, he kind of knew already, but like, it's great. Cause like, that's the stuff that like, you know, again, people people get this, this picture and it kind of goes back to the mental health thing a little bit where social media and a lot of the content that's being put out is so focused around the highlights and the best and the you do this and I do this and this is how this works. But it's like, you guys especially are real people too and have real lives that are no different than anyone else's and you know it's it was so it was so great because for the for those who are listening uh we're we're gonna do a day on life video at some point in time mm -hmm. and, and nate and i were, were messaging uh and i you know he, he was gonna come out the other day um and just some things didn't line but uh i sent up a message and i said like hey man like ideally like what do you want the day to look like like are you looking for anything specific and the reason why i asked is because most people come with an agenda mm -hmm. Most people come to film at our place or just anything and they have an agenda and they, they want to show specific things. Mm -hmm. And it was almost me gauging you. I didn't want to change my, like I wanted to just be me. Like that's what I want to do, right? And so when it was so refreshing, when you respond, responded, I'm like, dude, you just do exactly what you're going to do. Pretend like I'm not there. I'm going to ask you questions along the way every once in a while. I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> people are about to see how boring my day-to-day -day is. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You know what it's like? Yeah. People understand, like, my day-to-day -day is not anything fun. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it's not that glamorous. It's it's a lot of hard, lot physical, like, hard work mm -hmm. that is grueling. And then it's a lot of recovery and answering messages on Instagram. And, yeah. And like I edit my own YouTube videos still. Yeah. Like, We're going to talk about that in a sec, but yeah. So like, like there's a lot of like, it's, it's mundane. Yeah. You would, if somebody spent a week with me and did exactly what I did, they would be bored out of their mind yeah. and they wouldn't know what to do. And honestly, I love the boring moments. Mm -hmm. I love the boring moments. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend my boring moments on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I want to spend them 
in my own head where it's like I don't have anything else to do but to just sit and think and you know what inspiration happens there. yeah it's so funny like, it's so funny man that's something I've learned this year so much because like this is all like crazy new to me like January Wadapalooza this past year was the first time I had left Canada and now I, yeah and now I'm, no, I'm not joking dude that's amazing. and I've been on a plane every two weeks since pretty much yeah. like I've taken that's more amazing. flights in the last year than I have in my 23 before combined like yeah. all over Europe all over the world and like it's super cool you know and and you have those opportunities as well yeah. and there's all these things that people see that but like again something I'm interested in showing because I've learned it about myself is like there's an appreciation when you when you have the and don't get me wrong it is a blessing it is the most amazing thing to be able to live a life like this but holy moly do i appreciate right now the fact that i'm not going to take a flight for the next like three weeks and i just get to be at home over christmas and like do this this series is amazing because i get to do what i love but i don't have like i just get a bit of a break and a bit of normalcy and like people like you know what i mean like there's a real appreciation that comes 100%. Comes with, yeah just mm -hmm. being able to be here with you your wife me my girlfriend like just just yeah. a normal life you know yeah yeah and honestly like i think some of the things that are the most inspiring uh things in life are the people who live and wear the like wear that the best mm -hmm. you know it's like it's like they're grateful for what they have they do everything like everything that they do they do with appreciation you know and it's like that to me is extremely inspiring and the people that i want to surround myself with you yeah. know so yeah well it's and you must be you must be coming up on it too and i think all athletes are but like you know that's that's kind of where i i hit is a point where i was like doing all these things saying all these yeses taking on all these opportunities and then i started the youtube channel and that was obviously me having to jump and take a bunch of risks and opportunities which is amazing but like what started to happen is this thing that I was loving and doing purely out of passion and whatever, like anything turns into a job, which is great, it is, it should be. But like there's a moment too where you need to step back and be like, am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I really enjoying this? Am I being true to myself? And am I able then to, to put out truth and what I really care about? Or am I like getting into kind of a bad place and should I maybe risk like losing a bit of traction on YouTube to and like yeah. a bit of that revolution to make sure that I'm okay. Totally. You know what totally. I mean? And like you guys with the sanctionals and all that and there's you can go out every weekend and you can win a bunch of money by competing in all these comps and just run yourself into the ground, but it's like where where is that taking you? Yeah. Like exactly. I always I always and it sounds so morbid, but like you could get hit by a bus tomorrow, like yeah. any one of us, you know? And like, if you're, if you're living your life so, so predicated on a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, don't get me wrong. Like you're doing things that are going to get you to the place you want to be. But like, if that's it, if you're hating your life and you're in the trenches and like every day is a struggle for you, you don't know how much time you're going to have left, you know? And like, if you're not genuinely enjoying what you're doing, like, why are you doing it? Yeah, no, totally. Um, you know, that's one of the things and, and uh, principles that I love in my life, but everything is fleeting. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, it's yeah. a dust. In my, my, my athletic career, my Instagram following, yeah. YouTube, like all everything, it's it's dust in the wind. Here today, gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it's like, money is the same way. All of it, like, it's, I'm not going to chase that stuff as I'm going to build deep, lasting relationships. I'm going to, you know, like, I'm going to enjoy the 
the sp- the true splendors of the this world, the things that really make you feel good, mm-hmm. and that's good conversation with people, that's inspiring others, that's helping, that's serving, that's loving, like. That's the thing that's that just like that lights me up, man. It's like yeah. that's that's stuff that gets me excited. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Let's take that because you know, with with the platform and everything we've been talking about, there are certain opportunities that come. We've talked a lot about the responsibilities and the intentions, but there's certain opportunities, obviously. And I know you have already mentioned that, you know, your goal isn't to be a brand or an influencer, but like the reality is is that like at the end of the day you have to make money for your family and, and to do what you want to do and like so what what has that looked like for you? What has what opportunities have come, and what have you kind of been focusing on with with the platform you've been given? Yeah, so you know, it, I tell people a, a lot, and I've said it in a lot of podcasts and a lot of uh, interviews and whatnot. But I got into the space to to build a platform specifically to to reach and be a light to people, uh, to be a voice of good and, and, and positive positivity and hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting because I, I don't probably five years into competing as a CrossFit Games athlete and starting to get a following and whatnot, I kept saying that to people like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm in the sport to build a platform, to build a platform, to build a platform. And then all of a sudden I woke up and I was like, oh wow. I have a platform. I have a platform. <laughs> uh, what, what now? <laughs> you know? It's yeah. Like, um, and I, that's kind of when I, when I kind of like sat back and analyzed things and looked at it, it's like, oh wow, like, like you've had a platform this whole time, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, when you started your Instagram and there was 12 followers, you had a platform man. Mm. And, uh, the way that you live your life is like, it, it's a testament to that. And, and that's how you want to use your platform. So just because your platform is 200,000 times bigger than it was from day one, doesn't mean that you change. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, that's really been a big mission of mine um, over the last couple of years. It's just really, um, it's like, man, like you just like work to be a good guy, um, uh, be responsible where you need to be responsible, and that means building relationships with um, other brands, other people who want or and get behind what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do realize that when you excel at certain things, people want to get behind that, mm-hmm. um, but. At the same time, I think that there's there's more that's going to come from saying no to things because when you start to excel at something, people are wanting to people want to get behind you. And are you going to say yes to everyone, or are you only going to say yes to the people that you feel like you truly align with? Right. And are you going to learn how to say no to paychecks? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And can you say no? I hear you. To- Paycheck to the promotion that you've been searching for, but just realize that's not really what I want in life. Can you say no to the promotion? I hear you, man. Can you, you know, it's like, and you know, I I think one of the the, the man, I was so grateful for it. It was it was like my fourth, maybe it was my third year at the games. After my third year at the games, I was sponsored by Kilcliffe. Okay. <clears throat> Love those guys uh, who, you know, I think the ownerships and stuff has changed. Um, you know, I, I haven't stayed in touch with anybody since, but um, the, the original group of guys um, that owned Killcliffe and worked with them, uh, they're a fun group of guys. And they're, they're just really nice. Um, and I was sponsored by them, I think, for two years. And I had come to the realization, my contract had come up, that we just didn't line up. 
their brand didn't speak to who I was as a, as, as a man. Um, and honestly, I as a man didn't align with their brand. Mm-hmm. And so um, I told I told the president um, at the time I was like, hey man, like I would love to hop on a call. Contract is coming up. I just wanted to you know chat. I left it very vague like that. Uh, most of the time, when somebody is calling to talk about a contract, they're wanting to up the agreement and mm-hmm. get more money, and get mm-hmm. longer terms, and all this stuff, right? And I was like, "Hey, Chris, man, like, it's cool. Thank you so much for everything you have done for me. You have given me so much. Like, you believed in me when I hadn't made it to the games. That, like, this, that, and the other. Like, thank mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. thank you so much for the opportunity you gave me. We'll just like, like, best yeah. of luck, yeah. you know. And it's like, it was." It's not, that's not what life's about. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to change that. And, and so like you talk about like what kind of opportunities come your way. Like when you excel at something, opportunities come your way. Mm-hmm. Like, like when you do something really, really well, it's just uh, why the world works that way. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like, but, but one of the things I do know is like, I'm gonna be responsible on how I how I align with certain people and feel like I can be of value to yeah. them. You know. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because you know again it's it's still a, a new world for me, and that's why I love having these conversations with people who have been in it for a while. Because not only do I learn something, but it's a cool kind of like juxtaposition from where you're at to where I'm at. Um, but like that's that's something you're kind of, I'm kind of seeing and learning is that like a lot of a lot of the time too, brands will come in expecting you to just be okay with the paycheck and then to basically bend to their will uh, uh, to to what they want and what their intentions and their goals are and it's really funny when you know uh, you you kind of come back at that and you're like hey listen like i'm not willing to i'm not willing to accept that like i'm not willing to do that and like you know like one of the ones i can i can kind of give an example of just to give some context and you know none of the brands i'm currently working with have done this but brands that i have almost worked with have come to me with the day in life stuff specifically and be like, okay, yeah, we'll sponsor this episode, we'll sponsor you, whatever, but we want the entire video and we want to repost it on our channel. And like, that's just one of those things where I'm just like, absolutely not. Like I've said no to a the biggest paycheck I've almost ever gotten just solely because of that. Because like to me, like it waters it down. There's a whole bunch of reasons why. And like, you know, it's not a great example for like, you know, personal branding or whatever, but it's just like the the idea that like, it's not a lot of people just look and see like oh these athletes are just getting these paychecks thrown at them and da, da, da. but like there's a lot more that of thought if you want this to be sustainable and if you know anything about the business like there's a lot more that goes into it than just like oh this is a good amount of money i'm going to take it it's like how does this align with the message i'm trying to put out how does this work with the other brands i'm working with how does this work with my future opportunities like so i guess i guess turning that into a question like what are those intangibles you look for when you're working with brands that come because I assume most of what you're doing right now is is through your sponsorships and all that kind of stuff right that's the bulk of I guess your income you'd say yeah you know I think that's actually a, that's a that's a great topic one that people are super interested in I think is yeah. like how do, how do athletes make their money yeah dude um, that is the number one I like I'll sit down on a plane and someone will be beside me like oh where are you flying from I'll be like oh here they're like oh what are you doing work what do you do youtuber without any hesitation I've never met them in my life how do you make money? Where's your money yeah. come from? How much yeah. money do you make? Yeah. I'm like, excuse me. Like, yeah. <laughs> if I asked yeah. that to anyone with a nine to five, it would be like just the most cliche thing ever. Totally, totally. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, somebody tells me their account, I have to Google like how much does it cost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to know that. I can't just ask you. No. Correct. Yeah. Um, 
No, it's super interesting. Uh, you know, the, for really long. Well, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump back to when I first started getting into CrossFit sure. because I worked full time for two and a half years. I've made it to two CrossFit games. Worked full time in that process. 50, 40, 50, 60 hour work weeks. Wow. In, in 2014, 2015, I brought my work computer to the game, answered emails and different things like that between events and at the end of the day. Like wow. What were you doing? Just for context. I was a loan originator. A what? Work, baby, loan originator. A loan originator. What is that? Like a like a mortgage broker. Oh, cool. Yeah, sold you. sold mortgages. Baby. Oh, nice, nice. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, worked downtown Seattle selling mortgages. Wow. Um, worked worked with a great team, man. Like, I wouldn't change that experience. For I learned so much about just the you know financial side of life um, and just being responsible with finances and whatnot because of that industry um and like that so that was that was really cool definitely super super grateful for that experience but um there came a point in my career where um because i was putting so much focus on crossfit i wasn't putting very much focus on getting clients um and and selling and so then all of a sudden, this like the this balance starts to happen. Where I'm, well, not uh, selling mortgages is one hundred percent like commission, right? So, like, okay, well, I'm not very, making very much money over here, and like CrossFit has the potential to take off, and I had to make that decision of like, where where does my heart really lie? Like, where do I really want to go, man? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think that one of the things that you'll when we talk, and the more that we get to know each other, you'll just hear me always go back to it. Like, it's just it's just not about there's a certain things that life is not about, you know, it's like, it's not about making money. It's about like the best experience of life mm-hmm. and having a deep quality impact on the mm-hmm. lives around you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, it was, that was, that was really, how do I want to live was the question I had to ask myself. And mm-hmm. I, I just knew it wasn't in selling mortgages. not that I wasn't in a, a very blessed situation. I, I was, and, and, and I, was so grateful for the team that I worked with, but like I knew where I felt called. And so, um, you know, I, I left my job and had two sponsors who one was basically just product. Yeah. And the other one was a very small, uh, paycheck. Oh, there's, there's three, one was product. And then two, uh, two were very small payments. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we were making very, very small amount of money for a very you know for a period of time Mm -hmm. um and at that point in that point in my career it was you had to place well right if you make money right and people when and that's that's really where i wanted to loop everything back to is people get so caught up in thinking that because people have instagram followers and everything like they're rolling in the dough or they're Mm -hmm. sponsored out they have all these sponsorships but for a lot of people still Mm -hmm. They have to perform if they want to get paid. It's like there's still that toss up, right? Mm -hmm. And there's still a lot of people balancing part-time jobs, coaching positions or whatever it is to pay the bills, hoping that they can perform well at an event and, you know, get a cash price. Right. Right. So um, people get so caught up in the making of money that they forget that, are you doing it because you enjoy it? Yeah. Are you doing it because you love it? Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of people who are doing it, and they're not making much money, but they just love doing it, dude. And that's it, man. That's like you know, you you just you touched on it too with yourself. Like when you first 
decided to leave the job and go full CrossFit. Like, it sounds very similar to my position. Like, I was in a position where I had, like, a job and I was doing, like, I was working with Butter Bros and Rory and, like, doing these things that were, like, pretty fun. I had this good balance. But, like, you know, it was a real moment for me after the games where I just was like, okay, but I love making content. That's what I want to do. But I don't love doing it for other people. Like, I, it feels like a bit of a creative hindrance for other people to tell me when my work is done. And anyway, long story. But, like, it was it was a process of, of realizing that I was going to accept a slightly tougher financial otherwise existence in order to pursue what I wanted with, you know, complete, like, confidence that I would be able to achieve things down the road. But, like, I am not doing this for the money. Like, not anywhere close, especially right now. You know what I mean? Like, every day is a grind. And, and, but that's... But it'll, but it'll come. Totally. And, like, but I'm, I guess kind of where I'm going with it is the same as you. Like, I just don't care. Like, I just don't care, man. I'm so happy right now. You know what I mean? Like, so genuinely loving every day. And, like, every day I wake up and I have this, like, sweet like i get to do this i'm gonna try to make this happen like i'm gonna try to make this video happen with this like there's just there's there's so much like passion and like i just really want people to realize that like it's so funny but like money i don't i don't know if money can do that because i've never had a lot of money but like this can and you don't need money you like you don't need anything to do this you just need to just start doing something you know what i mean totally so It's cool. It's cool to hear you talking about that from the athlete side of things because I think a lot of people don't don't realize what it actually takes to 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 get to that level. And it's not just the glitz and the glam and the big contracts right off the bat. It's like most of the time when you're starting, yeah, it's like it's like pretty minimum. You gotta have that hustle and that grind. To... Yeah, and it's like well, and, the, and like the, one of the other things is like more money isn't really going to change your existence it might change your environment like mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. like good like you got more money and you changed your environment and that's good like i'm happy for you like truly yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy and and do do will i be happy when when more money comes absolutely i'll be sure. extremely grateful for sure. it but one of the things that i don't ever want to be lost is more money doesn't change who you are it just magnifies who you already are yeah well it's like why why are you going to be better you're going to be better because you're already in a place where you're happy you're already happy and you're already content with where you are. So of course, having more access and ability, which is what money is, it just gives you more opportunities to to access certain things. If you're not already happy, it's just gonna amplify that. And if you are happy, it's gonna amplify that. You know, and that stupid question of like, would you rather cry in a Lambo or smile in a Prius? It's like, you know what I mean? Like I'll take that Prius any day. Like, so smile and Prius is a great combo <laughs> yeah absolutely you know you save the economy or save, save some fuel you save the environment yeah. like it's great it's a good it's a great combination yeah. um so what on the business side of things then so just kind of getting back to that a little bit so we talked about the sponsorship stuff but like obviously with the sponsorship stuff there's opportunities like who knows maybe like a signature product or a thing that's going to need a bit more attention than just like posting on instagram for it and then there's probably you know, like there's there's other things like programming and X Y Z. There's all these different things that you, as an athlete with a platform, can take. What yeah. what if any of those things have you have you focused on, or, or are you looking yeah. to develop? Yeah, that's that's uh, we're we're in, I'm in a really interesting place in my career um, because there's a lot of opportunities that do come in. You could do a lot of those things, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've just realized that as as a as a man, um, I only have so much energy in a day. Mm-hmm. I only have so much time and I only, you know, like there's certain areas that I really want to put focus on. Like my marriage is extremely important to me. Um, yeah. 
my family is extremely important to me and you know friendships and relationships like so like I want to have make sure that I have enough time and energy for those um come like I am a uh, I'm a one lane kind of man like so right now my focus is on competing and being the best athlete that I can be mm-hmm. so I'm I'm dumping a lot of energy into that bucket every single day um and so that doesn't leave a lot of time and energy for other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to, but going back to your question, um, not diving down that too much, uh, that means that I have to be choice about the things that I choose to put on my plate. Um, and you know, does it align with why, you know, with, with who I am? Does it pass pass the test of this? This is who Cole Sager is, right? Like, well, you know, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, and I've I've kind of dabbled in a couple things here and there throughout um, my career. You know, we built an app back in 2018. Huh. Um, I don't know if you if you know much about that. Uh, no, but I started no. I started a business called the Impact. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. So uh, started a, started something back in 2018. Um, it was this project called the Impact Project, and, and it's something that you know we we still. I don't push it a lot, but and that's mainly just because, um, because of the time and the energy, the buckets that I have, time to put into. Um, but I went through the process of building an app, and after launch, realized what we had really gotten ourselves into. Not not from the irresponsibility of like, oh, what did we create? I can't handle this, but more so we let some other people's decisions and influence push us into something that I really didn't want to do. And like, I think it was maybe seven days after app launch, I was like, wow, this all was like really inspiring to start, but this was not where I wanted to go. And this is not what I wanted to do. Like I'm cutting this. Yeah. And I cut it. I was like, boom, done. Like, we're not, because we're not going to live our everyday life this way. We're going to put ourselves and our focus this way, right? So, um, so, so, like, it's being very choice and being really responsible. Like, where do you really, what areas of your life do you really want to grow? And do you want to get better? And that's going to change season to season. I'm not always going to be in the athlete bucket, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to change at some point in time. I'm going to shift directions, and you know, my my career goal, like long term career goal, is to be a motivational speaker. Cool. So, like at some cool. point in time, like I'm going to use my platform and transition into that to to help speak life. I think that words are one of the most beautiful tools that human beings have. Like yeah. they can change people's thinkings, they can change people's worlds. And if you can learn how to use them correctly mm-hmm. and effectively, like you can you can change lives. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I find just beautiful and magnificent. Yeah. And, and so like I'll I'll transition to that eventually, but but I'm I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Yeah, totally. I don't you know yeah. like no, it's cool, man. And to pick to pick that apart a little bit, like the 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 first point uh, with the app and the launching it and then killing it. Like, there's this there's this um, term that I've heard in the in the film world. Um, I'm sure you maybe you've heard it before. Kill your darlings. So it's like the idea that like when you're making a project, say a video, a big video, and you have these different segments, and there's this one part that you put the majority of the budget into, and you really fell in love with, and it's like this is this is it, this is it, this is it. And then you put the project together and you look at it as a whole and you're like, wow, this, this, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't fit. This doesn't align. This doesn't X, Y, Z. 
but it's the thing you put so much time and effort into. There are so many people who, who can't get rid of that and can't kill that. But it's the idea of like for the betterment of the project, in this case, the project being your life, you have to sometimes kill your darlings, kill the things that you may have. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a learning experience. That's an opportunity for you to learn and grow and develop. But like so many people, man, get so hung up on like that one thing. And, and it's an ego thing a lot of the time, too, because you're like, People are gonna think. Yes. People are gonna think I failed. People are gonna think mm-hmm. this. People are gonna, mm-hmm. and it's it's your ego, and it's like being able to, you know, and dude, that happens to me all the time. Like uh, even just like you know, I'm not gonna get into specifics, but like especially with what I'm doing now, like there's so many things where I'm like, oh, this is gonna be really cool. I'm gonna start this. I get really into it and I make it really public because my whole life is public. It's what I'm doing, um, <laughs> and, and then I'm like, oh crap, that didn't that didn't really work. People didn't really like yeah. that. I didn't really like that. That doesn't really fit. But yeah. I made such a big deal of it. Well, too bad. You know, like check the ego. Like didn't work. You know. Totally. Yeah. You make an adjustment and you pivot and you change. You yeah. That's one hundred percent. And and one of the things that that like the way that I approach life on everything is starting small and scaling up. Yeah. Start where you are with what you have because what you have is plenty. Like. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I look at everything on an exponential curve. I don't look at things linear or mm-hmm. like I'm jumping up on the. I start at zero. Yeah. And I work my way up, but you know what? And like those first bits of an exponential curve, it looks like you're not even moving. Dude, I know. And yeah. it feels like you're not even moving. Yeah. And that's how my athletic career felt. And that's how my time on social media has felt. And that's yeah. how everything. So why do I expect to just jump up to a hundred when I got to start at zero? Yeah. And I gotta, it's just a little curve, but you know what? That's where persistence comes in. Yeah. That's where perseverance comes in. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's cool to hear you say that, man, because like that's something I've been really working on, and that's been part of my journey recently. Is like, I'm the type of person where I I get really excited really quick, and I get like really I'm really like an all in kind of guy, and so like I'll find something I get so stoked and I dive in and like you know for me like as much as I I'm I think I have the ability to kill the darlings and have the humility to do that. I I have been very much zero to a hundred and like trying yeah. to like like you know and i justify it sometimes with like okay i'm gonna set myself up for the future and make sure i have these things in place but it's like not realizing that like you know like i can start smooth and i can start sustainable and not everything i do has to be this next jump and a lot of that comes from comparing yourself to other people especially especially in my space where everything is pretty much based on metrics that are visible to everyone you know and and so it's like constantly comparing and da 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 and like you know, it's been cool because this is about month four of this like solo YouTube journey for me. And it's been like a really pretty much the lot, honestly, the last like week to two weeks, I, for the first time I've had this moment of like, where I've like been like, I'm satisfied right now. Like, don't get me wrong. I want to keep going. I want to keep growing, but I don't feel like I'm chasing. I feel like now I'm, I'm growing and I'm okay with a slow growth from here, you know, cause the beginning there was a bubble, there was a burst, there was something I never saw coming. I never saw my videos getting as many views as they did and my channel growing as fast as it did and the opportunities coming. And so I was chase, 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 chase. But like, that's not sustainable. And that puts you to a point where you're gonna make a lot of mistakes that could impact that slow growth that is really good enough, you know? And, and and so that's something that I've really come to and so it's cool to hear you say that because that's that's a huge focus in mind now it's like even with this like I love interviewing like this is I love yeah. conversations I love this this format and 
you know, like the reality is, is like the only thing I can really make happen right now is this, a FaceTime yeah. call where I'm screen recording, I'm doing this. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand that I would love to have better quality audio. I would love to have you physically here with me to sit down, but like, that's not achievable right now. I can't do that. And so like being satisfied with creating what I can and realizing number one, that like content is all that really matters. Like people will get over quality. Um, yeah. Yeah. but like being okay with that, with that trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, and just starting with what you have. Like, yeah. It's just like start there. Like yeah. you just gotta start. That's yeah. all. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. be consistent. You know, and, and and not only that, like start, persevere, be consistent. Like just show up every day mm-hmm. and just tr- like try to be just like just make it happen, right? And yeah. that's actually you know learning to appreciate like just where you are in in that moment and like how important that is and and like, sometimes I just find myself like taking a step back and looking around. And just be like, wow, my God, like what? This is amazing. Yeah. Like, sure. Like there are people with more. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. Well, look what you took me from. A small town kid who like, honestly, if you look at the route that I walked through, like it was the path of mediocrity. And mm-hmm. you know what? You know, what's, you know what's dangerous is mediocrity. Yeah. Because if you grow up in a comfortable place, it is really easy to stay there. Yeah. And you took me from the most, like, a gravity, like, like the, a pull to stay in a certain place. And you, like, the things that you've got, like, just, I don't know, have an appreciation for where you're at is, like, that's when you're really going to, I don't know, just, like, see your life increase. You know what I mean? And I don't even necessarily mean tangibly yeah. and materialistically, but, no. like, you, yourself, like, yeah. your life to increase, your mind, your yeah. like, I don't know. It's- and and I can't, dude. I can't talk to that point enough, and how eye-opening that is, and how really important that is. Because like, that was one of the things. Like when I was in that point of like chasing or whatever, like I was I was getting these things that I I wanted, and I do want, and I know we're gonna help me get to the place I was at. But mentally, I hadn't figured it figured it out yet. Like you never figured it out. But you know, I hadn't I hadn't come to a pe- a place of like peace and understanding yet. Um, and, and I like there was part of me that like wasn't really happy and was trying to like figure it out and it it okay. wasn't going to be solved by more views more subs more money it was it was only me being able to sit down and really like understand what I want and accept where I'm at and be grateful for that before you can set yourself up to move forward and like it's it's such a weird thing to understand man but like even like my like what I would consider like a bad video now like a bad video for views literally is one thousand times more people watching yeah. it than when i made my first 200 vlogs on youtube i was getting like 10 views a video for 200 yeah. videos and i was so happy i didn't yeah. care i was so excited to hit 100 subscribers like that was just like i was slowly working towards that going going yeah. going and then i start this thing in september with 100 subscribers and now look and you know what i mean and like but that's where it's like then you get caught up with like trying to compare it to the person ahead of you but it's like don't don't realize where you are and where you come from, yeah. you know, and and that that for me was the recently the moment where I was like, whoa, you know, Honestly, it's also whoa. really freeing too, like the ultimate, the ultimate fruit. Yeah. Yeah. No, for, and then like your mind like shifts yeah. and it creates space for more creativity yeah. or more focus or like I don't know, man. It's it is it is freeing. It's funny, man. It's funny, and the more you just kind of yeah relax into it, like it's even the last couple of weeks, like I've just things have made more sense. You know, and I felt better. So, anyway, let let's. Uh, I want to I want to talk about a bit more about what you're doing outside of it. Um, the first note I have here for um, what I want to move on to was YouTube. That's dope. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll start there. You're 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 doing YouTube. That's dope. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> um you know that was that was really interesting because it all kind of happened the, around the same time that uh, several other like athletes got onto YouTube, um, you know, roughly right around the same time, and uh, it, it was interesting because one of the things that I guess that I've always I'm always looking at is I don't necessarily have like this rebelliousness to me, but but I had a little bit of a countercultural like vibe to me. You know, it's like where I don't want to just be doing what everyone else is doing because that's what that's what people are doing. Like mm-hmm. it's like that's not that's not the way to live life. Now, if it is right, and we've talked about that earlier, like I believe that there is a right and there's a wrong. If I believe that it is right, like yeah, then I'll do it. You know, so like and that's where I felt called to with YouTube was like, hey, like there is a platform for you to reach people on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. For people to know you a little bit better, and for you to share your life in a different way that Instagram does not allow for, um, so why don't we start looking into that a little mm-hmm. bit? And, and you know, and that's when my wife and I decided, both of us like together, like, hey, like we're gonna like let's let's go this route. Um, you know, for a couple of reasons, we get to share a little bit more behind our ourselves as as athlete, um, and you know, allow people to get to know us a little bit better. Um, it also gives me the chance to speak on camera, yeah. you know, like I talked a little bit about me wanting to speak, um, and, you know, publicly speak in the future. Yeah. And so that gives me that, that opportunity as well. Like I get to hone in a skill and, you know, and then we can also have a positive impact in some people's lives potentially, yeah. you know, and, it, and, and if, if, if we're doing it the right way for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, um, I've had several people reach out uh, on you, um, you know, via email or whatever it is, asking to sponsor an episode. Yeah. And it's something that I have to say no to because it doesn't fit. It doesn't. It doesn't align with why I got onto YouTube mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, you know, and 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 will sometime maybe something line up and it's like, hey, that that does fit who I am, and you know, like, oh yeah, it'd be great to have you sponsor an episode. Like, yeah, I don't know, like, sure. you know, like, I would. But what my focus is, is like, if it doesn't align with why I'm doing it, then, then no, like, it's just, it's yeah. just a hard no. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and really it's just like, you know, I, I'm on YouTube because I want to inspire, mm-hmm. I want to motivate people. Um, and really just, I want to be great encouragement for people, yeah. you know, it's just like, you know, share my, share my journey, share my struggles, um, and, and share the, the glory as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, and, and and where the glory really belongs. So. Yeah. yeah. No, it's neat, man. It's 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 cool to see because you're right. Like it was kind of there's like this inflection point when all of a sudden it felt like CrossFit athletes kind of saw the opportunity with YouTube and it aligned pretty well with obviously the dissolution of um, HQ Media, which was yeah. your predominant platform outside of Instagram, yeah. and that was gone now. And so there was, you know, a, a period, and there still is, of trying to figure out what that new media looks like. And I think it started to establish, but like one of the things that I think that showed to athletes, and it's funny because like before that, I had always kind of wondered, like, I wonder why no no CrossFitters do this. Is is that you? You can create your own content, and you can be the director and the narrator of what you want to put out. And and the thing that it allows you to do is kind of two things. It allows you to get long form content out there, which is I don't want to say more impactful than the stuff you see on Instagram, but just through the nature of it being more open and honest and and more of a dialogue, um, you're you're able to share more 
um, with that audience. And it's, it's very interesting to see now people taking advantage of that and taking it the way they want to go. There's lots of different things you can do with it, but it, yeah, it definitely seems like for you, it's going to be a great opportunity to, to start to build that, that connection going yeah. forward. Well, it's, it's kind of, it's really interesting because you bring up, uh, you know, you kind of brought up a topic without maybe knowing it, but um, the investment of people's resources mm-hmm. is something that I found really attractive about YouTube. And, uh, you know, we talked about building, a, you know, building brands and a business and all that stuff. And like, at some point in time, like, like, yeah, there will be a point where like, maybe I have a product or I have a service or I have something that um, maybe I charge for or something. Mm-hmm. Ideally, like I want to serve to the best of my ability and to be able to reach people as many people as possible like like free is something that reaches you know really widespread yeah man but i also talked about the depth that i want to go with people Mm -hmm. and i also realized that in order to reach depth with a lot of people you have to get them to buy in Mm -hmm. in some fashion Mm -hmm. they have to be investing in into it in some way and the difference between youtube and instagram is that youtube requires Buyers an investment of time and they have to literally that you invest you know 10 minutes per video or more to get to absorb this content rather than three or 2.5 seconds whatever the average Instagram scroll is right you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so that's that was something that was very intriguing to me and very attractive to me about YouTube is like if people are going to go there they're going to go there for more depth not for surface level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And it, it, it's why it's effective when people like charge for a service or something like that because you're getting somebody to invest their resources, mm-hmm. something that they worked for. They're investing something for that. Mm-hmm. And so it means a little bit more. There's a little bit depth. It, it gets off the surface. Yeah. And it goes below that, you know? And, and that's one of the things I hate is I hate surface level things. Yeah. I like the worst thing in the world. Is, 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 is showing up somewhere and having a conversation with somebody and just they want to just keep it on the surface. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah. How you doing? Good. What's going on? You're like, oh, nothing much. It's yeah. like, man, like, talk to me. Yeah. What's going on I in your life? What's, how's your heart? You know what yeah, I mean? Dude. Like, what's changing? What are your goals like? What are you, like, I want to go deep. I want to get below the surface. And that's just, that's something that I kind of saw with, with YouTube. And that's where, you know, I want to go with different avenues. Like, yeah. how can I go deeper with people? Yeah. So... Yeah, man, you're preaching to the choir. Like, obviously, that's been that's been my goal from day one with with all the content I'm creating is like seeing yeah. that even in the CrossFit space currently, there's not and not saying it's wrong, not saying it's right, not saying there there needs to be everything. And yes. you know, short form content at face value may be more entertaining than what I'm producing in a way. Totally. Like, and that's maybe why certain people whatever. But like, for me and what I care about is is being able to to go deep and go that extra mile. And it's funny because like again, like it's not. The videos do pretty well, but it's like it's not compared to if you look at an athlete's social media following versus the views in the video. It's still like not really even there. Yeah. But it's like the the amount of feedback I get from athletes being like, "Holy crap!" Like so many people are asking me about this video. So many just because it's like people have never seen that before. People have never been able to get that invested with someone. And when you think, talk about investing ten minutes into a video, these are like an hour and a half to two hours. Like this is going to be like. Probably about two hours of us talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, when people watch my videos, it's like they are really investing into They're you, invested. and like, and you know, and that's and that's part of the reason why I think it's cool too when I do like athletes that might not have as big a name too, because it's like yeah. then people can get to know them and it gives a platform. But anyway, point being, it's like, yeah, the, the YouTube thing, 
it will give you that opportunity to create an audience that is is much is gonna is gonna transition with you in life. They're gonna follow you past CrossFit. That's the thing I kind of talk to athletes about all the time. Is like you need to be creating a, an audience that is going to follow you past the CrossFit Games. You know, unless unless you're like maybe like Pat, where like Pat Vellner, for example, like he wants to go and be a chiropractor. And yeah. he's studied for that and he's gone to school for that. And I don't think he really cares that much about having an audience follow him. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people do. And a lot of people are counting on what they're building to carry them for, for time and be able to develop off of it. And like, if that's you and you have a goal that requires an audience, like you have to start creating content and building a core group of people that will follow you because of you. That yeah. like you. They, they're not just clicking to see the 285 snatch PR. Yeah. They're so, gonna whatever you put out. They're gonna they're gonna click on. They care about your life. Exactly. They care. Exactly. And that requires an investment from me. You know, yeah. it's like I have to invest of myself because honestly, that's a relationship, yeah. and that's what relationships require is yeah. an investment from both yeah. people. Yeah. They're looking. They're clicking on your content. Well, you know what? You got to bring yourself to it then. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting to see too. Even like you know, you even on Instagram, I say you do a good job of it because you post a lot, obviously about your your faith journey, but like also about your relationship, like with your wife. Like you you post a lot about that, which is amazing because what that does is like it creates a narrative to who you are. And and I would say honestly, at face value, a lot of your content is more centered around Cole the human than Cole the athlete, which I think is. So so brilliant because it's, it's going to set you up so well for after CrossFit and as well it's, it's going to give you that opportunity to go deep because people are like if you start talking to them from the I have a big snatch and I won this sanctional and then you start talking to them about like how they can change their life and impact people they're going to be like who are you what are you, you don't know what you're talking about you're a meathead what? you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like when they see on a daily basis you going deep and you talking and i'm sure this is not subconscious i'm sure you know what you're doing but like to give people really to to the archetype to how you're doing this it's like you're you're allowing people to slowly make that connection with you and understand you as a human because you know they then you're going to have the ability to do what you want to do with them and it's you know it's cool it's cool to see but it's interesting because you 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 touched base on the comparison factor a little bit earlier in our conversation, and you know and and you just referred to it, it not being a, you know it's a conscious effort on, on my behalf you know to make sure that I'm putting out what what I think is really of value which is you know you know and what I want to be portraying and it's tough because I do just like anyone else have to fight off the comparison factor yeah. You know, like I know what gets a lot of likes. Yeah. I know the 285 Snatch PR gets a ton of views mm -hmm. and it builds and, and this, that, and the other. But like, I'm not stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. I've watched it long enough on Instagram. I'm like, I know, know that if you, you take your shirt off more, you get, you get likes. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. No, no. It probably works for you. I don't think it would work too well for me, but it might work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there, there are certain things, um, but it's like that's not that's not the point. Mm -hmm. That's not the point, and it's finding the things that are that express what's on my heart that get the views, that get the likes. That those are the things that I want to put out. It's not, you know, and, and, and maybe even honestly, being willing to put the things that I like, I feel like is really heavy on my heart. Yeah, that is gonna get likes. Yeah, that is like, you know, that might honestly, do the opposite. That might detract people. Mm -hmm. Totally, and that's one of the things that I am okay with. Somebody looking at my Instagram account 
and saying like, wow, this is not what I want to follow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Like un- unfollow it. That's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I have, I have plenty and there's probably a place for you to go follow. You go do that. That's okay. Yep. Like I'm good with that. And you know what? If you want to come back, I'm, I'm here, man. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You know, it's like, I will be here to love you and people and whatever. And I will, like, I will be here no matter what. I'm not mm-hmm. changing. I'm doing my thing, you know? So how much of that, how much of that? Cause you, you touched on, you know, understanding what is going to get the likes and what's going to get the follows. Where is that line then between, you know, your goal is to influence, inspire, and grow. And in order to do that, you have to be reaching people and you have to be connecting to people and you have to be building an audience because there might be people out there who you haven't yet connected with who you could literally change their life, right? And and you, I'm sure you know that. And and in order to get to those people, where does that, that okay, well, I need to, you know, there's, there's a rule, not rule, but like guideline and content, it's like the two for one, where it's like two for them, one for you, two for them, one for you, two for them, one for you. And it's not necessarily something I live by or whatever, but it's just kind of a general thesis where when you're trying to build an audience, you do what you know they want and then something that you want and then two for them and then one for you. And two. Where does that line come from you between like knowing what will grow your audience, which will hopefully turn into what you want them to be which is people you can inspire and communicate with versus only just putting out the content really yeah. close to your heart yeah so that's it's interesting because i don't like we talked about building you know the the, the building a brand type thing and and that almost falls under that a little bit for me is like at that point then now you're trying to build a business and now you're trying to build a brand uh it, it, this this being of course me talking to myself of course like, when yeah. i get in my mind for like you know especially if, like for you like if you like if that is something that you, like, needs to happen like I totally get that like there's and I told you before like there are systems that you should put in place out of responsibility yeah. there are systems that you should put in place um, uh, let's just talk about like a retirement fund sure something that all of us should be you know ideally looking to pour into you know saving money having cash on hand like there's just things to be responsible with right so there's systems to put in place um but going back when i look at it myself when i start to look at things too much from a two for them one for me or what is going to get the likes and what are what are going to get the views um am i have i done too many serious posts versus do i need to put out a funny post um then it starts to feel like, man, like you're you're searching too much for, you're putting too much energy in the wrong bucket. Right. And we talked about that before, right? Just to go back to that, where you're putting too much energy into the wrong wrong bucket. And I think the one of the things that I found have found interesting is in building a platform, people want to see people overcoming challenges. That is something that is really inspiring to people because you know what, like life is hard. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of challenges. There's mm-hmm. a lot of trials. Uh, it doesn't matter how good your faith is, if you have faith or you don't. Like we're all going to face struggle, uh, right? Like it's just, yeah. and and it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter like how physically prowess you are. Like so, people like to see people overcome challenge, and then they also like to see people wear it well and wear it with grace. Um, and so, that has kind of been a the avenue in which I have always looked at wanting to build my platform is challenge myself with what I think is a very challenging venture and pour all of myself out into it and then on social media share that journey with people and then just be real 
be real and authentic with them. Like this is this is what I'm struggling with, or this is how hard it is, or this is what I have to work through, and just be me, right? And so building and building that platform that's been CrossFit chasing. Not not just getting to the CrossFit Games, winning the CrossFit Games. That is like I'll be honest. Like a lot of athletes are afraid to say that these days, like because Matt has been so dominant, and it's like this thing that has become so like unlikely to happen. Like, well, no. Like yeah. I set out to win the CrossFit Games. Like if you if we want to talk about, it, let's talk about that because that's what I'm working towards. Yeah. I'm not just doing this to just get to the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm shooting for the moon. Like I am I am putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. And so whatever it is, like that's where I'm going to push myself. I'm going to venture into something that is so challenging. It's of interest for people to watch the pursuit of. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that's very much where the growth and the platform and, and whatnot comes from is I, that's where I, I want it to come from is mm-hmm. people being interested in the pursuit of, of the challenge of the growth of the venture, um, knowing that that interest is usually coming out of a want or desire for inspiration for motivation or encouragement because like we all on some level really wish that we could get on instagram and leave feeling encouraged yeah you know what i mean not not torn down and i just want to be that account where people can go and be like oh i feel more encouraged Mm -hmm. for the challenge i'm gonna face now Mm-hmm. And that's what I want everyone to, who, you know, who comes across my channels or my, you know, whatever. I want them to feel that. Yeah. No, it's cool. Cause like, I mean, the, the conversation around social media is so much like recently and things like Instagram taking away like counts and all that kind of stuff. Like there's such a mental health component to it and such like a, an ability in social to do one of two things. And that's either to build brand at all costs and not understand the impact you're having and the responsibilities realistically that you may or may not accept but that you have as someone with influence um versus you know putting that as a priority in your life to 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 share a message that's going to do more than just like get you likes you know and it's cool and definitely commend you for like realizing that because i think a lot of the time too crossfitters athletes specifically or athletes in general sorry not just crossfitters crossfitters and specifically realize that um to some extent the the moment in the spotlight could be fleeting you know what i mean like athletic careers are relatively short and whatever and there could definitely be the temptation to cash in at all costs you know and to and to push the envelope um to do whatever and and you know you see it time and time again especially online the people who burn the burn the biggest are the people who usually burn out the fastest you know and burnout doesn't just mean like like what we traditionally associate with burnout but it can be like things like logan paul was one of the biggest vloggers ever and then he goes to japan and does a suicide forest thing and then all of a sudden his world comes crashing down you know yeah. like there's that 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 constant catch up and chase of of something it, without the without understanding what you're doing and the responsibility you have and, and kind of what you're creating is uh it's a tough it's a tough thing to learn i think and it's definitely a tough pill to swallow to understand that you're going to be saying no to opportunities and you're going to be you know doing things that are true to yourself so yeah yeah totally you know and and, and you've touched on it a couple times and and you know i'll say it again uh competing could be here today and gone tomorrow yeah you know and ultimately if it was i will look around and still be grateful for everything i have yeah. and just be like wow this that that was amazing that was fun I'll move forward in the next venture, whatever that is. But like, mm-hmm. 
but it's like it's it's good it's been good and it is good and it'll continue to be good no matter what direction it goes and you know it's like i'm blessed either way you know mm-hmm. if you so uh, in closing if there was and i don't want to get too esoteric here but if there was you know i want to kind of give you an opportunity if this is and this is a question i've heard on on it's not me coming up with some amazing question but i've heard it before but it's something i think you could offer insight to is if if the slate was wiped clean and cole sager was was for all intents and purposes everything you did in the past was gone and forgotten about what would you want one thing to be um remembered you to be remembered by what is the one thing that you would like people to like know you for and as if all of your athletic accomplishments and all that kind of stuff was wiped away what is kind of the one thing that you would want people to remember if you could pick one thing um, yeah well um i really like want to be like i want people to look back on anything that i've done mm-hmm. and say like that is a man who gave all of himself who gave himself to everything he did fully who loved extremely hard and, mm-hmm. I, and i'm not talking about just like just love my wife i'm talking mm-hmm. about like loving where I'm at, being appreciative of everything I had and loving the people around me even when they're inconvenient. You know what I mean? Like when it's an inconvenience and it's hard and loving the the struggle and knowing that it's only producing something good. It's like that was a man who gave everything. He gave it all. And that's you know, that's really what I really want to be to be seen as because I think that that it's going to produce a good life i do i really do and if it produces a good life and people can see like that's a man who gave it all and it produced that then that's how i want to live yeah that's you awesome know? man and cool so um yeah yeah just ultimately people asking the question like hey what's different about him yeah yeah totally that's awesome well man thank you uh thanks for taking the time man thanks for thanks for yeah. chatting with me that yeah. was, that was like, a lot of fun honestly this was very cool you know and, and I, I hope that people can uh, really appreciate what you're doing here because thanks. this is this is unique. Thanks, man. This is very unique for people to to ask this kind of question or for you to ask these kind of questions and go in this kind of depth. Uh, it doesn't happen uh, nearly enough. So thank you so much for that opportunity. No problem, man. I appreciate it. Where uh, where can people find you this year? What are you just in in Cliff Notes? Where where can they look to see you, support you in the season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People can find me at Cole Sager 35 uh, on Instagram. They can find me Cole Sager on YouTube and then ColeSager.com. I have a website which is a little bit more about me and whatnot. So. Yeah. Where can they support you sanctional-wise? Are you competing this year? Do you have a plan for that yet? or still? Yeah, yeah. be on the lookout. Uh, planning on, uh, I, have, I have already accepted invites to Waterpalooza nice. and to the Rogue Invitational. Nice. Uh, and I have sites on the West Coast Classic just because I am a West Coast athlete, but yeah. you know, we'll see just depending on what's good, what's best for the uh, best for the season. Come out and hang out in Vancouver, man. Can West Games? We got a sanction oh, right here. I was so I was so stoked when they brought that, man. That yeah. It's a beautiful place up here. I know it's not far from you, and it's kind of similar, but it's, Vancouver's nice, man. Well, I actually, I actually, where I grew up was just uh, you know like forty-five minutes south of the border. Oh, really? So you grew okay. up really close yeah, to Seattle? Yeah. Oh, dope. Do you, know where, do you know where Bellingham is? No, uh, my girlfriend does. She just said, yeah. I, I, I don't. Yeah, but. yeah. So, so I, was, I was born and raised in Skagit Valley, oh, Berlin, cool. Washington. Yeah. Nice, nice. Like less, less than an hour from the border, so I've been, been up there plenty. Oh, uh, okay, great. It's yeah, it's nice, man. It's nice. Cool. All right, man. Well, uh, we'll leave it there. Great. Thank you, Nate. Nate thanks so much, man. Appreciate it a lot. Yeah, yeah no yeah. problem.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap it up for the second episode of the Inside the Life of Series with none other than Mr. Cole Sager himself. Thank you, Cole, for sitting down with me today. That was a really cool conversation. There was a lot of a lot of tidbits of, of um, experience in there that Cole was able to speak on and a lot of things I personally am going to take away from this, and I hope you guys can too. If you guys are enjoying this series, if you guys love listening to it, watching it, whatever, please let me know, comment, but most importantly, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube. Even if you're not watching on YouTube, go to my YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. I can't tell you how important it is that you guys subscribe to the channel so I can keep making this content for y'all. I got lots more coming at you. December is gonna be a cool month with a couple different content opportunities coming, so I look forward to sharing that. Thank you again so much for watching and I will see you in the next video. Peace.